the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 9.07. Boy, we've already been through an hour of the show. I hope uh, you've enjoyed it, and please take part, 919-860-9783. And uh, Nelson Cox is with us, owner of the Garden Hut. Nelson, what's going on there? You've been talking about some stuff off the air and on the air about the daylilies, and and, uh, you were talking about rice off the air <laughs> yes um so I, i'm meeting with a um a sales rep on uh, monday that um is located here uh down east we should say um but it's it's a company that uh grows rice in north carolina um i believe they're fifth or sixth generation and so we're gonna plan on having that in our our christmas shop very soon um as we you know We'll probably have about 30 different food vendors from the North Carolina. We have such talented um, people in agriculture mm-hmm. and in the food industry uh, that brings their own unique wares um, with a different twist or flavor. And so we're just, it's just always fun to pick that out. But in the plant plant world, um, I just brought in a collection of figs right off the tree and i always love to tell very the, good i just had one and i always love to tell the story about this particular fig uh that was planted in uh spring of 2006 at the garden hut uh, my grandmother rooted a little small cutting she, she rooted five of them put them in little mum pans and that was in um the late may june of 2005 and she passed away in december of 05 and so you know, in going through some of her things, um, she had Brugmansias that she had rooted and the figs she had rooted. And, of course, I got her monster cirrus that was already over 40, 50 years old. So um, that's on the grounds of the garden hut. It's always a pleasure to, to pick my grandmother's figs. Um, other things, I mean, I brought in a lot of samples of houseplants, the escargot begonias, the rex begonias, Um we're fall everything's pumpkin now pumpkin spice pumpkin so i always think of crotons as kicking off our fall so i was tickled to death to see a couple of our plant vendors that have the beautiful croton um, foliage plants now and pam and i were talking off air about uh, caladiums and um, just remarkable foliage remarkable work that's been done to the caladium world um, and then I, and we talked about coleus, and there's just some stunning coleus out there. You can't ble- beat an annual with coleus. You just can't. 
few other things, and then I'll get off my soapbox, but some variegated lower pedulum. This is one called uh, Mini Jazz Hands. It's a variegated. I brought in uh, Canyon Creek, but there's so many great abelias, and they're beautiful flowers that attract the little humming moths and the skippers and the, just the butterflies. And then when their little flowers fall off is when I find the real beauty. The calyx that's pink uh-huh. looks like a flower cluster. Okay, let me ask you a question there yes. about the media. I have one on a on a porch in a pot. It is draped over now like like weeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what it's supposed to do? It can, depending on which. What, so what I should leave it alone. Is. Don't don't be pruning on it. But it, it's like a, a weeping abelia. Yeah, go. that's pretty. That sounds pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. You know, there's a great boxwood that uh, the J.C. Ralston Select uh, Committee, and it's called Unraveled, the Mm -hmm. Buxus, and that's a beautiful weeping boxwood. Makes a great container plant, makes a great specimen plant. So that's a a great plant to have that would do well on your property. Yeah, and I've cut mine in a raised terracotta pot. So it's about two feet off the ground, and the thing goes up and cascades down all the way around. The the abelia? No, the boxwood unraveled. unraveled. I got mine years ago. Now you've got me really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. uh, and you know, another plant that's in the pipeline, um, hopefully the growers will have it uh, sometime next year, but um, they've introduced a, um, a Daphne. Very we talked about that Daphne. last week. Uh, yeah, with, with Mark with Weatherington. Mark. Yeah. yeah, worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I have a, a three-gallon, and I'm <laughs> I have right. to put it under lock and yeah, but, every night. But, um, but it's supposed to not die on you. It's supposed to right. be... Very tough. Party. Act like a grown-up. Is it variegated? Or no, is it, it is not. Uh, it's okay. green. But yeah. it's still worth it. Very yeah. fragrant. Good. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good Good flower heads. Good. Speaking of variegated, last week uh, we at the farmer's market, uh, our friend John brought by a whole bunch of hibiscus. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them were variegated. I had not seen that. Yep. John Harmouth. It, it, it was a buck. very, yeah, it <laughs> was a very a, beautiful, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very beautiful leaf, yeah. uh, hibiscus, yeah. now, variegated. Like the variegated hibiscus happen to be tropicals, too, though. Um, a lot of them that you might see that have some purple tones and things yeah. like that in them. So those may not be as hardy as the the ones that people want to put in their ground. Yeah, we're, well, we're going to find out because yeah. I stuck one in the ground. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few. Are you going to water it? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and by the way, Pam, uh, the begonia, that sweet little begonia that you gave me at the garden party. Yes. Uh, I have found that I, I put it out in bright sun first. And it'll fry it. It, it likes semi-shade better. Yes, yes, it does. What Rufus is talking about is many years ago, uh, a ge- gentleman worked with my husband who was originally from Taiwan, and his name was Mr. Wu, and he gave Mike uh, some begonia cuttings that they considered to be the holy begonia in their family, and they had brought mm-hmm. it with them. And it's a very tall cane type, what a lot of people call angel wing type mm-hmm. angel, but this is yeah. a light green with pink clusters of flowers. Has it bloomed for Oh, absolutely. It yeah, is down in a little, little chandelier-like. Right, they'll hang down, yeah. but they're very light pink, and they're very right. pretty and delicate. But this begonia, like the angel wings, you can cut them, stick them, and create new plants. And yeah. it's a great pass-along plant. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad it's done well for you. And um, 
Nelson, you were talking about that croton. Um, I have seen people take pumpkins, and I've already got pumpkins ripe in my garden, by the way. I'm already cutting some. Um, But they'll take the pumpkin that they're going to decorate with, hollow it out, and put a pot of those croton inside in the center coming up and out because the croton has orange-striped through a dark green leaf, and there's a little kiss of a magenta color in there, too. They look good with mums. Of various colors, they look great with your Halloween decorations or fall decorations. It's a fabulous plant, but a warning for everybody: it is a house plant that we're talking about. Right. This is not a hardy right uh, plant, but it is great indoors. If you've got a sunny spot inside the house, this one will keep going for you. Yeah, we've done that with pumpkins the last three seasons, and it's just fun. It's, it's a cute. great project. Yeah. You get it cleaned out. I let it kind of air dry. And then even with the smaller ones, I mean, you can easily set like a little four-inch croton or a little mm-hmm. four-inch mum. It's just fun. It's decorative. makes a beautiful, you know, Thanksgiving setting. I mean, just fun. Or you could stuff flowers in yeah, there. Yeah, and it's a nice gift to take, too, if you're going Absolutely. to visit somebody. And you can paint a smiley face on the pumpkin. <laughs> do, you make, do you make croton oil? We do not. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've I've heard it uh, I heard it in a in a western a John Wayne western it was used for uh, for a hangover cure. <laughs> oh my but, god! But I was just looking online. It's, yeah, it's, please uh, keep used, looking. Used for wrinkles and uh, stuff like that. I was gonna say croton huh. oil may be a little toxic. Yeah, I, yeah, and oh, and dang. there are lots of plants called croton. There's an Alabama croton that's a a native plant down Is there that, too. And it's a true croton. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know some individuals I used to call cretins. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> different. <laughs> now, so tell me how to get. My hydrangea to go from the white to the strawberry without turning brown. <clears throat> I know it's hot weather, but I've, I've had years when it's not hot weather, and it doesn't seem to do that. It's like a strawberry shortcake, like a PG hydrangea. Is that Correct. what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of the strawberry series, strawberry Sunday. Um, what's the other one, Pam? Strawberry uh, vanilla. Strawberry vanilla. That's yeah, what I, this strawberry one is. vanilla. Strawberry I've got, vanilla. I've got that one. Yeah. How do you, do you? Does that need full sun? Um, I would say a good six or seven hours is good, um, but it, and there are people that have them in full hot sun, but the, the the heat, not the sun, but the heat can really take a toll on them. So it's definitely important that you know the soil is enriched, they're getting water, and preferably try to avoid that late uh, three, four, or five o'clock. Uh, sunlight but yeah um, you know if it's sun up till uh, two or three you should be in good shape a lot of times what I find with um, some of these that that will turn that beautiful pink or get half of it pink and the top white is um, we start having lower humidity nights cooler nights that color it's bred into those is going to show up much quicker so yeah. it won't be long we'll, we're getting shorter days that's another contribution to to the color coming in, you're going to start seeing it color. Now, in the mountains, that's already happening. Yes, I, yes. They, they, they just become so beautiful up there. And then this is one called Firelight. That's beautiful. Um, which the flowers are a little more spaced out, not quite as dense, but you still have that cone shape. Flowers are also a little larger. They're they're uh, kind of sterile ray flowers, but it's going to start coloring up as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite pink. It's it's a little more <clears throat> um, of, of some red tones. Um and then I, I brought this in several times. This is just one of my new favorite dwarf ornamentals, um, and it's an ornamental blueberry. 
And we actually had some this year that have little tiny blueberries on them. And I've read recipes where people use them. Personally, I would have to be a fairy to pick all of these and use them. I need the bigger blueberries. but tiny, delicate leaves on this, and they almost have a silvery cast to them. Yeah, it always, that pinkish... The new growth is yeah. pink, but then that steel blue color. And it's how beautiful. Does it go it's deciduous? Evergreen. It's evergreen. And what? Is it a true blueberry then? Is yes, it? it is. It is vaccinium. Uh, <coughs> vaccinium. I have to look that up. That is delightful, Nelson. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Really? A lot of, no. a lot of people this one's plant. called Rosa Blush. Wow. I wish yeah. I would have brought you one. Rosa Blush. I do too. That's the people gorgeous. plant yeah. blueberry bushes for as ornamentals. Of course. Too. I mean, yeah. they have beautiful fall color, but this one, mm. evergreen, evergreen. And just holds up incredible yeah. in full, the heat. The sun, full sun can do full so sun. So, you going? If you're going to a nursery, what would you ask for if you wanted the this plant? The little Rosa Blush or dwarf <clears throat> ornamental. Okay. Uh, blueberry. blueberry. Okay. You know Robert Hyder. Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. He, he's been a. a he actually, you, you probably are familiar with him. He's the one who wrote uh, the certified or, or updated the certified plants professional. Oh, exactly. And he did okay. when JC was on sabbatic. Right. Yeah. He filled in for JC. Okay, okay. But anyway, he was by our shop uh, back in, I want to say the fall, um, touring around, and uh, he saw that. And out of everything, his eye just went to it. He goes, "I have to have that." I, I was going to say, I've yard. never seen it at another yep. nursery. Yep. You know, so yes. well, and and I'm I'm sure there are some nurseries. I bet Homewood has it. I'm, I bet there's, okay. uh, I bet there's several Alas. nurseries that yeah, have it. No. Probably Logan's. Um, it's yeah. it's out there, and it's local growers that have it. I could see that being used very effectively in containers on oh, either side of a front door. Perfect. You know, absolutely. That, if you had a sunny a porch yep. or a sunny stoop of some yeah. sort, that plant would be beautiful. Drops of gold. I love it. I, I like the golden soft touch holly too. Yes. I, I say that. Um, both of them provide great stunning color, but um, the drop, the uh, soft touch holly, the golden soft touch holly, you would need to prune less or mm-hmm. very infrequently versus this would be kind of like your regular boxwood where you're okay. having to just do your dutiful once a year trimming, <laughs> but beautiful, stunning, uh, yeah. much bigger plant. But that would be so there's others over so here, but uh, if we need to take some callers, let's uh, do it. Yeah, um, let's go to Marie. So I think she, Marie, uh, had to had to leave us and she came back. Hey, Marie, how are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you doing? How how can we help you today? I have a beautiful fire thorn, but I think I'm losing it. The leaves are very have gotten very thin, and they're turning color, and it look like it looks like it's dying off. So, firethorn is in pyracantha, or is in hawthorn? I have no idea. Is it is it a pyracantha that you might have trained on a chimney? Yeah, have you run or? into it lately? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would certainly tell you. It it is very. Uh, it has thorns. It's yeah. uh, it's it's got a very thick. Them. Uh, it has the, the, the little orangey, it's reddish kind of candles. berries. Not right now, but typically in the, I think it's yeah, pyrocantha. in the winter. Yeah, yeah. probably pyracantha. There are a, a number of um, blights that can hit pyracantha. And um, what I have done with mine when I see some problems is I prune off down to where I see good green growth. I will prune mine back. And keep those clippers clean between your your cuts if you can, so you don't infect more of the plant. But prune off what you can. Don't leave it on the ground. Get it away from there. 
And um, Nelson, do you know any any sprays or anything for this? Well, and you know, with with pyracanthas, how, how old is your plant? I want to say it's probably close to twenty years. Okay, old. Yeah. and I yeah. somebody told me that they have an expiration date and might just be that it's getting old. Well, they can, unless your grandma. But I've been I've been told that, and I refuse it. So, <laughs> so twenty year old um, firethorn pyracantha, did it have nice berries for you last year? It did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things that I've noticed with pyracanthas. A, has your environment, is it getting more shade than it did, say, 20 years ago? Does it still get great full sun? Yes. Wonderful. So the other thing is these plants can become very dense mm-hmm. and start to harbor like almost, um, I believe it's like a, a, a mealy bug or a cushiony uh, cottony scale so you want to check down and be careful but check mm-hmm. down in the angles and the crotches to make sure there's no little um, you know pest getting in there because that can happen and they can really coat those stems around those tight flowers I've also seen um, and again I don't think it's necessarily skeletonizers but uh, pests that will kind of curl the leaves up again in mm-hmm. a dense area so uh you know it it may be something where you need to give it a hard pruning um once all the berries fall off and and improve and create some good air circulation Uh, but it tends to be you know a pretty tough plant Um, pam was asking about um sprays and and we were talking about blight and that Mm. that can be um something going on but typically when i have seen like a fire blight it's been more after a really cool or damp um, spring or early spring. summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Marie, I, I have firsthand experience. Uh, whatever you do, wear a long sleeve shirt, <laughs> wear yep. thick wow. gloves. Thick gloves. Yeah. And I, uh, mine was just, it seemed like the year before it went down, it was the most riotous, beautiful thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Then it just sort of quit, and I, I cut it back about two feet above the ground. <clears throat> and oh, it wow. has come back uh, beautifully, a few. A few berries last year. Mm-hmm. I expect more this year, but I think, like Nelson said, a severe pruning, whether you've got mealy bugs or whatever in the world you've got on it, mm-hmm. it won't kill it to cut it back. Okay. And I have taken them all the way to the ground, and they've come back. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're really really tough yeah. plants once the roots are established. Now, um, while we're on the subject of pyracantha, I did want to mention, too, there is a variegated pyracantha that people used to trim and use as a hedge, and they had that over at Farrington Village for many, many years. Do you ever see that plant anymore, Nelsa, in the trade? Boy, I'd hate to stop into that. Go back and go through that one. The last time I got any variegated pyracantha, I want to say it was from either – it was actually – shoot – not Gossets, but um, Hawks Ridge. Uh-huh. Yeah, Hawks Ridge. Um, Which is in Hickory. In Hickory, mm-hmm. yes, yes. But it, it's Rick been a while. Is. And, I, you know, I think Tar Heel Native used to have it, too. But I've not seen that around in quite some time. It does make a uh, formidable barrier. I would say. <laughs> I don't even think a groundhog would live under that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Marie, I hope we answered your questions. Yes, thank you. I've seen those, um, like a liquid that you can put in the water and then water the plants with, and that is supposedly when they soak it up, it might kill any of the any bugs on it. Is that is that is that something advisable to do? Well, with a twenty year old plant, uh, you're talking about doing like a systemic uh, treatment that may be a little more difficult. I would 
I would rather wait till dead of winter and use some type of horticulture oil, and that's you know going to be safer and a, a, a you know a nice penetrating oil that will help suffocate uh, pests if you have them. And, and and what what sort of uh, how does how, you said it's an oil and and how do, how would I use that? Uh, just in a sprayer, horticulture oil. And try to get it into the plant or and under the oil. leaves. And yeah. again, you wear protection. But the thing is, right now, plants are so stressed because yeah. it's so hot and dry that if you start hitting them with insecticides or fertilizers yeah. or anything, it can really take its toll on right. them. So yeah. um, if you if you have some unsightly uh, bits and you want to prune those off, that would be a quick remedy. You know, uh, just recalling, um, you know how we ha- we have the Rolodex up here. <laughs> I'm getting slower at mine, um, but I have seen lace bug on pyracantha mm-hmm. before, so that's uh, going to result in the leaves having almost um, little stipuline or little white Speckling. spots. And if it's right. heavily infested, it'll almost be white, like all mm-hmm. the chlorophyll, all the greens off the top. Right. So that's another like your azaleas might. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's why I brought that up because Pam was saying how important it is to spray uh, on the undersides of right. the foliage. Marie, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Help. Okay. Bye. Well, Rufus, would you like to talk to Big John Ruth? Well, uh, I think Big, Big John Ruth can bring to us some kind of unique knowledge. I'm sure he can. Uh, He's Big a, John Ruth. Uh, a Hall of Famer DJ. That's right, he is. Beach, Beach Music, Music three, Hall of Fame. Three three times. Yeah. So, uh, Big John, what's going on, buddy? I love Mike and Rufus. Always have and I always will. They give me green thumb every time. Hey, what's happening, guys? Don't Write, give up your day job, writing darling. Writing songs. That's all right. That's all right. I gave it up for Lynn. I gave it up for Lynn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so what, what's going on, John? You thinking about growing something? <clears throat> I'm going to grow me a beard, so I'll be set for that. <laughs> By the way, those tomatoes that your neighbor gave you are absolutely beyond c- comprehension. I don't know yeah, what, what. what the variety was. I, I wish you could remember. I'll find out, Mr. Secretary. That's, uh, you know, you heard the old saying, you know, how you can tell when you have a uh, perfect tomato sandwich. That's when you have to stand over the kitchen sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. much in that criteria. Yeah. Hey, John, do you like uh, pumpernickel bread with your tomato sandwich? <laughs> I do not. Ooh. Tell you, what about Man. a BLT with pumpernickel? Nope. Uh, Cheryl, she loves it like that. I, just, I do, I'm too. I'm a plain old white bread marita boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sunbeam. All right. Sunbeam, yeah, whatever. Uh, Kearns used to be a good, uh, or, what I call light bread. Or on a biscuit. Wonder bread. Uh, biscuit? Oh, yeah. Biscuit. I make, yes. I make yes. homemade biscuit uh, with BLT for breakfast. Oh, That's my perfect. goodness. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. What, what yeah. time? <laughs> hey, John, we're running out of time here before the break. Give your give your call numbers of your station on Sunday afternoon, my friend. Oh, it, it, no, I'm not going to do that. Don't do it. No. Well, you're you're on Sunday, you Sunday afternoon on FM, and I think people can find you. I'm in the Sand Hills, one hundred five point five. Every Sunday. there you go. Rip off the knob. All right, buddy. All right, nice talking to you guys. Bye, Always buddy. great talking to you, Big John. Bye, John. Give my best to uh, Cheryl. Be safe. Okay, now take care. All right, bye. Uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up. We'll uh, we'll talk to Rose Rhodes, and then we'll talk to Miss Monica out at the State mm. Farmers Market on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Thank you.
it back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 935. Mike Rayley here along with uh, the incredible Rufus Edmonston, former Attorney General and Secretary of State and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and also currently the Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Do you know how much I've learned over all the years from people like Pam and Nelson? I know, and, me and our, too. And our callers. Me too, yeah. uh, It's just amazing, and, and I, I don't even... I haven't even touched the surface of what what's good about gardening, but when you're sick, when you're down and out, and your your mind is not right, head to the garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, good therapy. There, there's a great a great old Baptist hymn. I come to the garden alone while yeah. the dew's still on the roses, and a voice I hear falling on my ear. So yeah. when I called uh, 17 years ago, and Cheryl said, uh, "Do you want to be on a gardening show?" <laughs> yeah, and you said yes. I said, "What? What? Do you, I'd heard of it. I thought, <laughs> why in the world? I mean, I all I know is what my mama taught me. Somebody told me you were a great gardener, and you are. So, uh, aren't you glad you took that invitation? I certainly am, because it. it <laughs> the, now, getting up on Saturday morning sometimes is tough. <laughs> but but we we have school nights that we talk about. That's right. And we that's don't good do anything for you. naughty on Friday night. That is good for you. That would give it's you true. any any. Uh, Mike's probably preserved your life ad- even longer than you can Im- imagine. Right. Im- impact. Now that's not to say about Saturday night. Well, we're working on Saturday <laughs> nights too. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad all three of you are here. You're great Thank friends, you. and I love great you. honor to be part of the show. It sure is. So Rhodes, Rose, Rose, Rhodes, uh, we're about to learn something else, Rufus. Uh, we know we will from Rose. How are you, dear lady, and why haven't you called us uh, recently? Well, because I've been into my own little world. Oh, <laughs> oh good. You, you back with you back with a marijuana, Rose? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Am I what? I'm just kidding. I said I said I mentioned marijuana. I'm not one of those Rose or Roses he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> rose hips. I may be a rose hip. Yeah. Well, I'm, we sure have missed you, and uh, we're going to talk. Uh, why don't we put a uh, Jason put Miss Monica on here too? Uh, Monica has a degree in horticulture, and so we can get you know, Monica. You doing all right? Good morning. Doing good. Have you ever Have you ever talked to Rose Rhodes from uh, down in Princeton? I don't believe I have. Yeah, she is quite a gardener. She's she's a a, a book author about propagating plants and uh, uh you know I, I bet you you folks would like each other but uh i'm sure so rose uh what, she's a johnson county girl too so. yeah, yeah absolutely that's right <laughs> that does work it does rose what you been doing well i've just been walking around my garden and just enjoying everything because it's too hot to work i know isn't that a shame i'm just and i'm making a list of what to do in october Oh, okay. It's uh, good pointers. Well, next week might be good too because I think it's supposed to cool off a little bit. You well, might be I able don't to... want to plant anything, replant anything that I have to water much. Oh, okay. So there you go. Might be dry. Yeah. It's dry here, really. Yeah, it's. I'm. I bet so with that uh, sandy soil, and I'm sure Monica's, Monica's going to talk. By the way, Rose, I always wanted to ask, whatever happened. To Mrs. Powell's garden, I, I it, have it was it's sold. Gone. It's concrete. Oh, yeah. oh, I hate that because I have quite a few uh, daylilies that I got from her, I, yep. and she used to call me young man. She said, "Young man," <laughs> uh, you can imagine her saying that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was attorney general, and she uh, she, she said, "Young man, you've got to get after these these bad people." 
her her daughter lives in Fuquay. Oh, uh, uh, Angela French. And yeah, I'm getting yeah, ready to well, do a program for her. Good. Miss Powell was my mentor. Yeah, I loved that and, lady. And she was also my teacher, my twelfth uh, grade teacher. Oh, oh my goodness! And you could not have a conversation with her without her insisting on using the correct uh, scientific names for plants. This is good true. for her. She would give you a Latin lesson, you know. Well, Rufus knows Latin. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned Latin when I start when I started being a friend of the Arboretum. <laughs> the first tour I ever took, I thought I was in Rome or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great place. It was, regardless. But anyway, um, I used to graft tomatoes, and uh, you would take a seedling, a, some seeds, a seedling from Mexico, from a Mexican uh, tomato, and graft onto something you wanted. Graft that onto that, and I did that for years. Wow! So anyway, I did that, and that's about it. But I am looking a henna tomato seed. And it's over a hundred years old, and somewhere around Kenley, they had it. And I, heard, I would, in it, in it, H E N N A N T. It's got an E in it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that Craig could have heard that. Yeah. Craig Huliak. Yeah. But if anybody around Kenley has that, if they call the public library in Kenley, they could get in touch with me. Hmm. So, what wish, type of tomato is it? I'm curious. It's just a, it's an heirloom tomato and just a most wonderful uh, flavor. Well, I am really sorry you didn't call the last hour because Craig LaHoulier would have been able to. And you, if you go to his website, he uh, I'm sure he would answer your question. And is that like a sandwich size? or? Oh, yeah. It's a real good, it's a wonderful tomato and just a wonderful mm-hmm. flavor. And he has a, a website. It's NC Tomato Man. Okay. And dot com, so you might be able to ask Craig uh, if he didn't have it, he might be able to run it down for you because yeah, he's he connected would. all over the U.S. He is, yeah. and that's NC Tomato Man. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, uh, your book is Plant Propagation: A Primer. So, Monica, right. I'll, I'll get you a copy. Yeah, Next time I see you, I'll give you a copy of it. It's a great book. And Did Cindy I, send you some books? I have, I have books. Yes, Good. and we we've uh, given them out at remotes, and and uh, it's. Uh, I'm in the process of writing another book. Oh my goodness! Of course, it'll take me about a year to do it. <laughs> All these authors, uh, Pam is is a classic book, and and Craig's written written some, and uh, Rufus has one. Barney, if you're listening, I, I've got a signed copy for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine, Barney. So um, anything else going on? Well, that's about it. I just love your program, and I like all of you and love you. Well, you. just just call us more often, Rose. Well, thank you very much. I'll I'll think on those things. Please please do, and get in touch with, uh, with Craig. Okay. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Miss Monica, how are you doing today? Doing great. I hope you are. Yeah, yeah. So, are you uh, you driving around in a golf cart or uh, just sitting still? At the moment, I'm sitting still, just um, taking in everything that's going on, all the hustle and bustle on the market this morning. Um, a lot of folks running around, getting trucks unloaded, and getting ready for the day. 
Yeah. Uh, Craig uh, LaHoulier was on with us earlier and talking about uh, those days out at the farmer's market. And, you know, it's uh, it's tough for the vendors out there standing all day and, and how tough and smart all those folks are out there. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, do business with them. And this, uh, it's getting kind of dry down in Johnston County, isn't it? It's a little on the dry side um, in, in certain areas. Um, we could probably definitely use a good shower as hot as it's been the past few days. And so um, I always say that, that it, it's hard to get the get it just right, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It right. seems like it's either too little or too much. But, mm-hmm. um, hopefully we'll get another shower. And um, a lot of folks have a lot of late crops planted that come here to the market. You know, they stagger those crops and try to keep their seasons extended as long as they possibly can going into the fall and so um we're looking forward to a lot more fresh produce coming in from the local farms if the weather cooperates wonderful you got butter beans and peas this morning we do um there's peas and butter beans there's uh, and all the fun's been taken out of it a lot of them are already shelled so you don't have to worry about doing that different varieties of peas I know there's some Dixie leaves, some of the white acres, um, the pur- mm. purple hole pink eyes, purple hole crowders, or a few of the varieties. Butter beans, um, your regular green butter bean. I've seen some speckled butter beans down there as well. And um, we still have sweet corn. Um, sweet corn is getting a little bit towards the end. Um, we usually still have some folks coming in with some, some of the later crops again if, if the weather cooperates for them. So come out and get that while it's still here. And speaking of tomatoes, um, if you've never been out and walked around and seen all the different varieties of tomatoes that we now have, it's just a treat to do so. Um, it is. There's all kinds of little cherry tomatoes that are different varieties. Some of those are heirlooms. Um, some are new varieties. And the same thing with just your regular spice of tomatoes. Um, we have a huge selection of those. Um, some of the sweeter ones, some that are a little bit more um, acidic, so I think you can find one that makes, you know, that might like your taste buds might like no matter what flavor you're looking for. Make a perfect tomato sandwich. Cannon, um, got a lot of Cannon tomatoes. Um, some of them are selling those a little cheaper by the box. So shop around and um, not done that Cannon and freezing, but getting ready for the winter time. Uh, you may want to go ahead and do so while, uh, you know, there's such an abundance of produce out on the market. Well, yesterday, Monica, yeah. Linda and I stopped by about 10 of 5 to be sure we barely made it to get our weekly supply of peaches from Candor, North Carolina. In all candor, those are the best peaches in the world. <clears throat> well, I, yeah, we're, uh, we're running out of varieties very quickly. Uh, but uh, it, The man said to me, uh, Mike, I said, how long do you think the season will last? He said, maybe, maybe two, maybe three. So if you haven't had your... Yeah. Your fill of, of of wonderful, wonderful peaches, which I can't get enough of. Mm-hmm. I always dreamed of a time when I could eat, have all the peaches I wanted to eat. Yeah, because you, when I grew up in the mountains, they were sort. Uh, my mom would always say to my daddy, "Now, Walter, don't forget to pick up those canyon peaches down under the mountain." So you weren't just going to be eating a whole peach. So that had to, that had to be peeled and put in a can. Right, and so I have here recently been eating a whole peach, mm-hmm. which is like a dream. Yeah. Now, do you eat it with the skin on or skin I certainly off? do. How about that? that? I eat it just like I, I, it makes my lips tickle. I break it open, <laughs> take the seed out, 
and chew that booger up. Yeah. <laughs> Skin and all. Yeah. Now, do you, what if they have the um, the Clingstone ones? Do you, you eat? I, I, I gnaw you around it. I gnaw oh, okay. around you don't it. Swallow like, the seed. Like yeah, like a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know that before long, the Clingstone will be done. They will get into yeah, Freestone. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, they're good regardless. <clears throat> but this has been a quick summer, Monica. And as busy as you've been, I'm sure it's been real quick for you. It has. It has definitely flown by. So, um, you know, I know everybody gets, I guess, complaining about the heat or get tired of it being so hot. But I tell you, take it, take it all in because it'll be. We'll all be um, complaining about it being too cold before mm-hmm. it gets um, mm-hmm. too, too far into it. And so, come out and enjoy all that summer harvest while it's still here. Um, and you're speaking of peaches, we do still have a good selection of peaches. Usually, they run right up until almost the state fair. Now, some of them got started a little earlier this year, so they may be finishing up a little earlier. Um, but, you know, there's that one called fair time. Right. When you start seeing that one, you know that you're pretty much wrapping up the peaches because that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the last varieties we normally see. And we do have nectarines. Um, mm-hmm. There's something else that one of my favorites, they're coming in some of those right now. Um, from I know there's some from the mountains and possibly some from down around the sand hills. And, of course, um, some of the early variety of apples were coming in, some Honeycrisp, some um, Gallus, and some, um, oh, there's one other one that just left me, um, Gold Rush maybe. And some of those are just starting to come in. And so be sure to, you know, get those. Those are perfect to put in those lunch boxes as everybody's getting ready to start back to school. That's right. Yep. And um, so many other good snacks that you can grab for, for lunch boxes, um, packing those lunches every day. And, um, we talked about um, the peas and butter beans and corn, but we still have watermelons and cantaloupes also. That'd be another great treat to slice up and, and throw in a, a lunch box. We're all kind of, I know a lot of folks out there are starting to think about what we're, you know, changing gears, getting back into school and getting ready for that. So, um, always pack those nutritious and throw in those fresh fruits and vegetables as much as you can um, with that. And we do have our Taste of Summer pop-ups still going on. So we've got um, some of the variety of different specialty foods here with those guys. We have handcrafted jewelry, those beautiful baskets. And I was looking at some of those. Those would be perfect for a dorm room if somebody's looking at something still maybe getting moved in. And some that um, for teachers and things like that, a lot of really neat things there if you're looking something and starting back your kettle corn and your gourmet lemonades up at the craft shed um there beside the seafood restaurant be sure to check those guys out there's meats and cheeses and just so much more uh, scattered all throughout the market so you have to just take time and walk around you never know what you may find well i had a somebody came up to me this week and said, well, I tried the Rufus dog. I said, well, what'd you think? He, he said, well, I, when you had, when Monica had the hot dog, national hot dog day out there, I got one of those little certificates and went up there and got it. And, uh, he said, I'm, I'm a believer now, but I, I, I am still a ketchup man on my hot dogs. I said, well, <laughs> the, with, with me, that's about like Nelson with mayonnaise. True that. Well, I, you know, it's a good hot dog. It, it doesn't matter what you put on it, I guess. Absolutely. I like, I like ketchup. I certainly liked ketchup when I was well, young. Well, have I, you ever heard of a mayonnaise cake? A mayonnaise cake. 
Yes, I read about it, and Pam had, had heard about it. I've had one. It just and, incorporates mayonnaise. It's not. Uh, it, I mean, it's not going to be all mayonnaise all the time. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. I don't think I've ever tried it, but I do believe I've heard someone talking about it. Is that is that a recipe you're planning to try? Well, I don't. I think I don't think I'll get Linda to do it. I'm I'm hoping that somebody out there in Radio Land will take it up and say, "I have come to your rescue." Well, it, it's, it's, as Pam was talking about, and I, I mentioned it, sour cream chocolate cakes are great, mm-hmm. and this is a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. It can't be too mm-hmm. bad anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, add chocolate. I don't really care for mayonnaise, but I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Monica's oh, my, my girl. girl. It's like a society of these Monica people. Monica is my girl. <laughs> All right, so here's the, here's the thing. Mayonnaise is nothing more than eggs and oil, and that's what you add to cake, and so... Just mm-hmm. this is just a quick way of adding those things without absolutely you know. And if you're if you're short on eggs and oil in the house and you still want to bake a cake, that's that's a substitute. That's the way to do it. That's right. That's well, as my uncle that. Russell would say, ain't there some vinegar in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there could be a little lemon or, lemon. or juice or vinegar. Yeah, but mm. that that won't hurt anything either. Vinegar cake's good. Yeah. I bet vinegar's good for chewed, anything. Uncle Russell chewed tobacco, didn't he? He'd, he'd say, he'd see you, he'd say, pretty good, mighty fine, showing sure off all right. Yeah. <laughs> if you asked him how he was. Not terrible. Not terrible. Well, it's common. Yeah, well, it's common. All right, uh, Monica, in the in the market shops, you got some coffee and you got pastries. Well, I say pastries, you got bread cooking up there. We do um, travel down to the end down there in the corner in the in the market bakery, and it's kind of hard to get away from there. Mm. And I tell you what, Rufus, if you don't find anyone else to try to make a cake like that, if you come by and bring them the recipe or get it to me, I may just see if they'll they'll whip one up for you down there. Also, that there you nice. go, Rufus. Oh my goodness, that okay. would be an idea. Okay, um, but what a they, deal! I'm, yeah, they do some special orders down there from time to time. They have their regular stuff they make, but they I think they do do some custom orders as needed and. I actually saw the other day, and that made me just realize how how quick um, fall is coming. They're already taking Thanksgiving orders, so wow. um, they they stay very busy during um, Thanksgiving. But they're getting a head start, I guess. But um, of course, that cinnamon bread and the sourdough bread they make you can't beat that. You can grab a fresh squeezed orangeade or lemonade. They have the ice cream. Um, we've got May Farm across there, and their new location with all the meats and um, variety of goat cheeses, um, plus a lot of other specialty items they have from local farms, and someone making homemade soaps right there um, nearby. They have a great selection, and I believe they use some goat milk soap. I mean, goat milk and some of their soap, and uh, so many other wonderful things you can find when you're walking through there. You mentioned three, two, one coffee. Um, those guys are doing a great job. Stop by, and you may not want a hot coffee today, but they have have a great selection of iced coffees available. I'm gonna be out there Friday picking up an order from them. Okay. I used to know a guy who uh, who would uh, carry a big uh, big cup of chocolate of of uh, iced coffee. Mm-hmm. He'd have uh-huh. uh, liquor. In it. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> So I mean that's that's just another. I'm looking through there, bunch of. I'm going to send you Rufus if I can figure this out. I'm going to send you Monica the, while they're figuring things the out. Southern Living version. You of this. remember this week, this past week, 
talking to a fellow by the name of Herbie, Herbie Proctor. Uh-huh. He, he, he was looking for a wine bottle tree. Do you remember a that? A wine bottle tree. I have had someone that does, that has done those before. I, 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 he he may not have spoken to you, but he he said he was in the market offices, and the, okay. the lady was just singing my praises. I figured oh. it was you, and so I wanted to thank you. But when he got to my store, he he said yeah. he told the woman, "Are we talking about the same Nelsa?" Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, he bought a wine bottle tree from us. <laughs> okay, so How he about was that? so thankful, and that could have been um, our receptionist. She lives towards Seaway, so she That's knows you guys. Yeah as well over there so wow. she probably suggested to go there i thought you were trying to help me get me to help find one and <laughs> glad you well you can somebody. find everything outside yeah, there because uh, so i know the i know the the uh well, market imports used to have them and yeah. i think that's yeah. what he was thinking but yeah. so you got uh the the seafood restaurant and the farmer's market restaurant also out there if you want to eat some we- good eats Mm-hmm. Certainly do, and again, um, a lot of college students are coming back in town, and um, that's a wonderful place that people are coming in town to visit their students. You yeah. know, to come out, bring bring their family, um, no matter what the occasion. Stop by the State Farmers Market restaurant for just a good home cooked meal. Um, check out the seafood restaurant if you're looking for calabash style seafood, and, and come hungry. Don't matter that's which right. one you choose, they're going to feed you well. All right, uh, Miss Monica, always wonderful talking to you. And you too, and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and everybody out there that's starting back to school Monday. Hope you have a good start. Yeah. And um, come see us. We are here seven days a week and um, lots of great things always going on, lots of um, great selections from local farms. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, have a great one. Take care, Monica. Bye-bye. Uh, Jeff is in Durham. Jeff, uh, good morning. You're on the weekend gardener. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my my call. Yes, sir. Thank you for waiting. It's been about it's been about a year and a half since I tuned you all in, and I've been listening on and off for 15 years. I've learned so much, so I'm grateful for all of you. So thank you for that. Yes, sir. Um, quick, two quick questions, and I know we're short on time. First one is I heard the comment earlier about kind of not doing anything with a lot of your plants because of the stress they're under with the heat right now. Yes. I'm looking for a timeline that I can repot and also trim down some lime trees that I do in my container garden on the on my deck. I'm looking for a good timeline to do that. And the second question is, I would like to try to grow garlic this year from seed. And again, container garden, can you give me a timeline for that when I maybe want to get the seed? plant it and then i know it has to overwinter i guess right yeah we have a little less than two minutes uh girls or, or uh, rufus do you want to start on the lime trees because um what i do is i bring mine in i've got uh i've got a small orange tree an ornamental that does fruit and i leave it out until the nighttime temperatures start going down into the 50s to 40s right in there so sometimes it can be as early as late September to early October um, to bring it in, but I don't let it stay out until frost hits it. And usually our first frost, I'll say usually, is around the middle, uh, about the 15th of uh, October, which is around the state fair time. So um, if you're thinking about, bring, you are bringing those in, is that right? 
Correct. And I'm looking, because they've gotten a little leggy, I'm looking to prune some of the longer branches and kind of make it more compact. I would go ahead and do go it. Go ahead yep. and do it, yep. yeah, because well, yep. that way it'll flush out a little bit more uh, in the next couple I, of weeks. I've had them, I've, I've pruned them before, I take them in, and I've had them uh, produce fruit before I took them back out. Yeah. yeah. So so you're, you're not hurting anything. And what was the other question? About garlic. Garlic, yeah. Garlic yeah. seed. I've not had a lot of experience with seed and garlic, but I, I certainly um, have done the bulbs, and if you're if you're – you know planting them in a container i don't know if you just don't have any ground to plant on but i just prefer to line the edge of the end of a driveway or the edge of a bed so that they take up little room they do well um you know it's just not a plant i would probably put in a container jeff do you want to hold on it needs really good drainage do you want to hold on a minute okay well hold on through news and we'll talk with you and then uh, lyndon johnston county on the weekend gardener